In the grand scheme of things, I, I can't complain. 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 Who's gonna complain? Huh? Him? I'm gonna sit here and complain. It's the I Can Complain podcast. My name is John. So I was at the gas station yesterday getting some gas and Tony walked up to me. I only know his name was Tony because that's how he introduced himself. And Tony asked me, he said, do you do you have any spare change? I'd like to go to the KFC down the road. Do you know where the KFC is? I said, I don't know where the KFC is. I don't pay attention to my surroundings, Tony. And Tony said, I'm trying to get a bucket of chicken. A bucket of chicken. I'm sick and tired of these privileged homeless people. He wanted a bucket. Do you know how much a bucket of chicken cost? Just get enough to order a two-piece and then be done with it. Don't expect a bucket of chicken. I'm tired of the homeless flaunting their privilege in my face. He had lofty goals and expectations that he was going to be able to afford a bucket of chicken. I've never been able to afford a bucket of chicken. I don't know of anybody who can afford a bucket of chicken at KFC. I don't know how much it costs, but it's got to cost a shitload. There should be a bank right next to the KFC so you can take out a long-term loan, something that you're going to have to pay back over 30 or 40 years just to go into KFC and be able to afford a bucket of chicken. I can't afford a bucket of chicken. What makes you think that you could afford a bucket of chicken? You don't even have a house, man. You're homeless, Tony. You're never going to be able to eat a chicken breast again in your entire life. It's too expensive. Did he think he could live under the bucket after he ate all the chicken? I don't know. Maybe he was just trying to feed two birds with one scone. He was going to eat the bucket of chicken and then crawl under the bucket and sleep there. I don't know what's going on. It made no sense to me. Tony was a nice man, but he's never going to be able to afford a bucket of chicken. How much does a bucket of chicken cost from KFC? I have no idea. Let's find out. Hey, I was wondering, how much does a 12-piece bucket cost? The meal or just the chicken? Uh, just the chicken. The chicken only is $25.99. $25.99. Okay, I appreciate it. Have a good day. $25.99! He might as well just buy a house! You can buy a house here for $26. $25.99! And that's without the sides. I bet this motherfucker wanted the sides. That's probably gonna cost him 40 Holy shit! I swear Tony's out of his goddamn mind. Doesn't he know the secret blend of herbs and spices don't come cheap? You can't just walk up in a KFC with loose change and expect to get a bucket of chicken. I'll be real, he was probably just gonna buy drugs with it. He probably wasn't interested in going to KFC. And I don't have a problem with that, but just tell me you want drugs. I'll give you money for drugs because that's a realistic, like a crack rock five bucks on the streets. That's realistic, Tony. Do crack. You're not going to be able to afford chicken. You're never going to be able to afford a bucket. You've got to sell plasma, blood. You've got to give up your firstborn. You have to traffic. You have to human traffic children just to be able to afford a bucket at KFC. That would be a good episode, though, if I go back to the Shell station and find Tony again. And I take him to KFC for this show. <laughs> Just me and Tony sitting in the KFC enjoying a 12-piece bucket for $26. Holy shit. Of course I'm joking. I don't have time to go to KFC because I've been summoned. I have a jury summons in my hand. I'll be reporting to court on October 10th, 2023 at 8.15 a.m. God damn it. Find someone who loves you as much as the government loves me because every two years, North Carolina, you're eligible every two years to go to jury duty. 
Every two years they call me. This will be my fourth time. I'm in my 30s. At this pace, I'm going to do jury duty about 25 times in my life if I live to a ripe old age. I do remember the jury duty pays something like 20 or 30 bucks per day, and uh, so I'll be able to afford a KFC bucket, I guess. Every day that you spend in a courthouse doing jury duty equals one bucket of KFC fried chicken. Just last week, I was telling somebody, somebody told me they have to do jury duty. I said, I haven't done it in two years. It's probably about time for them to summon my ass again. And sure enough, this letter showed up two days ago. I think it's just a ploy by the newspaper company's jury duty because they don't allow cell phones in the courthouse. It's the only time I buy a newspaper. I stop and buy a newspaper before jury duty so I have something to read while I'm sitting in there. But I don't mind jury duty. I really don't. I've said on the show before, I think it's the most American thing you can experience. You just go in and you sit next to a bunch of other slobs and then if selected, you get to sit there all morning and you get to judge your peers. You get to take a break for lunch and then you get to come back and you get to pass more judgment. I don't think it's going to be anything too juicy though because this summons is for my local courthouse. One time I got summoned like 60 miles away to Raleigh, even though I don't live in Raleigh. It was a big like capital murder case. Maybe I'll try and use this podcast to get out of it. They'll be like, uh, sir, can you serve? And I'll be like, no, nah, I can't do that. I do a podcast every Tuesday and my listeners depend on me. God damn it. You know, now that I'm reading this closer because I haven't actually read it closely until now, it says that you can bring cell phones. Laptops and reading materials are also permitted. Yeah, things have changed in the last two years. Free wireless internet is also available. God damn, this is luxurious. Okay, so I'm allowed to bring no newspaper for me anymore. I like this part, though. Children, do not, and it's underlined and in bold, do not bring children to the jury assembly room when reporting for jury service. Child care services are not available. I, I gotta tell you guys, I like this. This is a good system. It's just me browsing the internet for, por for pornography. I'm gonna just look up graphic hardcore porn. That's gonna be my morning. Tuesday, October 10th. Just know that I'm gonna be sitting in a courthouse jerking off to porn with no children around, so it'll be fine. It's a safe space. It also says absolutely no weapons are allowed in the courthouse. Well, have you seen these guns that I'm packing? These pythons will get me thrown out of a courthouse. That's not true. I do not have very well-defined arms. Now, I'm kind of just kidding. My arms are fine. It's actually my calves that are really flabby. I've got German calves. I don't know if I've ever talked about this here in the show. I had a tennis instructor. I played tennis when I was like in middle school. I guess high school a little bit too. But I had a tennis instructor. One time he was just staring at my legs. I said, why are you staring at my legs, man? And he said, you've got German calves. I've never seen a pair of German calves like that before. And German calves, I'm propping my leg up on the table right now. German calves, there's, it's a big calf. I've got pretty thick legs. But there's not a lot of, um, not, I don't, I don't want to say not a lot of definition. But they're loose. Even when I try and flex my leg muscles, it's a loose, flabby calf. If you see me out in public, just ask me to show you my German calves. I also want to be very clear. I'm not actually sure that that's a real term. That's just what that one tennis instructor told me one time. And I thought it was absolutely hilarious. They're basically large calves that look like they're well-defined until you touch them. And then they just move. They, they, it's, it's unnatural. I might be German. That's all I'm saying. And I might be Polish. And I still have to do the ancestry DNA test. I need to do that. One week here on the show, we need to call, what are the two? 23andMe, what's the other one? 23andMe and whatever the other one is. We need to call them here on the show. 
and I need to ask if they have the uh, direct ascendant to the throne package. Because I want to find out if I'm related to royalty, goddammit. Wow, these calves really are loose. Do they sway in the breeze? No, they don't sway in the breeze, Jessica. Why are you touching my calves? She's under the desk again. She's probably cooking on that burn barrel. Yeah, I've got some schnitzel going. Do you want some schnitzel? Yes, I want some schnitzel, Jessica. Can I burn your jury summons, man? I need some tinder for this fire. No, you can't burn my jury summons. I have to take that with me. If you haven't been here in a few weeks, Jessica's living under the desk now for unknown reasons. She's living like a hobo and she's got a burn barrel. She's not even going back to Russia anymore. Do you still work at Pure Russian Rainwater? Yeah, I'm a consultant. I'm an overseas consultant. I bet you are an overseas consultant. You don't do shit, Jessica. Did you see that Russia's uh, first lunar mission in decades crashed into the moon? Yeah, my sources inside the Russian interior tell me that they were looking for pure Russian moon water. <laughs> pure, pure Russian moon. No, they, no, they weren't. I have an article here that says they were having a lot of problems with quality control, corruption, and funding for the Russian space program. That sounds like pure Russian rainwater, Jessica. Yeah, I won't stand for this slander. I'm going back under the desk, man. I'm going to cook this schnitzel. In many ways, though, guys, everything's going to shit. They're crashing into the moon. There's wildfires in Hawaii. Southern California's getting a fucking tropical storm. It's out of control. And meanwhile, tourists are being jerked around like never before. Is it socially acceptable to visit Hawaii right now for pleasure? Nobody knows. There's a lot of mixed signals. Last week, I told you that there was a scuba company that found themselves in hot water because they were still taking tourists to go find sea turtles while the fires were raging. People were swimming amongst the dead bodies out in the sea. Some of the locals were up in arms, but others think that tourists should be welcomed. A food truck owner in Maui said it's irresponsible for people like Jason Momoa to tell tourists the island is closed because local businesses that weren't destroyed are now struggling too. My take on this is, I know Americans are pieces of shit that'll vacation anywhere. You can go to Detroit in the middle of December and there's people from out of town visiting. We'll go anywhere for fun, but we're not coming to Hawaii if it's on fire. It's not most people's idea of a good time. It's really not. I mean, sure, there is a small segment of Americans that'll vacation to Hawaii and eat poke out of a food truck while a dead body's smoldering next to them. But most Americans, we're fucked up people, but we don't take it that far. But no matter what you say, no matter what attitude you have towards the tourist, it really doesn't matter. We're going to go if we feel like going and we're not going to go if we don't feel like going. Basically, what I'm saying is, if we feel like invading your country, nothing's going to stop us. Italian officials call tourists vandals after viral incidents. No respect for our cultural heritage, the Italian officials say. Yeah, I ain't buying that. Have you seen the amount of olive gardens that we have in this country? There's one on every corner. And The Sopranos. It was on HBO for six seasons. Tell a man in Des Moines, Iowa that he doesn't respect your heritage when he's sitting down for unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks. Try and convince a man on the Upper East Side that has the complete Sopranos box set on DVD, even though he doesn't have a DVD player anymore. Try and convince him that he doesn't respect your heritage. Italian officials are evidently upset, though, because tourists are doing belly flops into canals. They're sleeping on the Eiffel Tower. What really set them off, though, is when a tourist decided to fill up her water bottle out of one of the famous fountains there. Of course they're going to fill up their water bottles out of the fountains. Have you seen what they charge for Pellegrino? And it's not even a good sparkling water, by the way. I don't even like Pellegrino that much, and I like sparkling water. It's one of the shittiest, 
It goes flat faster than you can fucking imagine. And they have the audacity to charge $8 a fucking liter for it. It tastes like shit. It's no good. Of course people are going to fill up their water bottles out of fountains. You won't catch me doing that shit, though. I wouldn't wash my nutsack with... I wouldn't wash my nutsack with Italian water. The only thing I drink is... Friends, it's John here. For pure Russian rainwater, the only thing that goes in or on my body. If it's not Russian, I don't touch it. The rest of you can go to Italy and you can dip your water bottles in the fountains and you can think you're hot shit. You can think you're hydrating properly, but there's only one way to hydrate properly, and that's with God's water. Pure Russian rainwater. 94% pure since 1997, the dictator's choice. If you're not drinking pure Russian rainwater, I hope you die of thirst. That's it. All right, let's do a few updates on past stories that I've covered. The old man that I talked about early on in this podcast that sold me the bed that I helped him move. He haunted me in my dreams. He's dead. The old man died a couple of months ago, and I never told you guys. He's been dead, he's been in the ground, and he can no longer come back to haunt me in my sleep. Rest in peace, Herb. Also, Brett's car. Remember when I was an undercover investigative journalist with Brett and we had to go track down her car? Well, guess what? Her car was stolen again. It was stolen twice in one year. The odds of that are like 1 in 40 million. I tried to do the math. It blew my mind. I couldn't even comprehend the odds of that. Her car was stolen again. It was missing for a month. And they found it again. Unlike the last time when her car was returned to her, it wasn't in the same condition that she left it in. This time, the man who stole her car had decided to paint it black with, I guess, spray cans of primer? That's what it looked like to me. She also found a backup camera in the box still in the car. This man was making modifications. He was preparing to install technology and make upgrades. They also found a crack pipe in there. I think he was living out of the car. And Brett said she's going to sell it. She's not going to try and drive it anymore. I guess the smell of lingering crack smoke was a turnoff to her. I don't know why, but I don't know why this guy didn't steal the car and immediately take it to be chopped up and sold for scrap metal. He fucked up. He was trying to live out of it. You can't live out of a compact car comfortably. Doesn't he realize that? Smoke crack in an SUV or don't smoke crack in your car at all. That's what I say. So yeah, I wanted to give you guys an update on that. No more going undercover to find Brett's lost stolen car. And no more voicemails, no more phone calls from the old man threatening me. Those chapters are closed. Oh, and evidently Kid Rock's drinking Bud Light again. The man just couldn't put it down. Evidently he can't resist the taste of Bud Light. I'm not surprised though. I told you guys he was still selling it at his restaurant in Nashville. Or wherever the fuck this restaurant was. He was trying to boycott Bud Light publicly while making money behind the scenes by selling it at his restaurant. He loves Bud Light so much he couldn't avoid drinking it. He was captured on a balcony holding a can of Bud Light and he seemed to be enjoying it. That's why you have to be careful if you're taking a social stand or even a moral stand against a company. Me? I like Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola could literally kill children in the streets. Coca-Cola could be responsible for a mass shooting. I don't know how this would work, but they could be responsible for the deaths of children and I still wouldn't say anything bad about them because I enjoy their product. You're not going to find me bad-mouthing Coca-Cola or pure Russian rainwater or any product that I love because I'm not going to be in a situation where I have to stop drinking it. Kid Rock shouldn't have said shit. Just enjoy your Bud Light. Your schnitzel's ready. Okay, Jessica, I'll eat it after the show. 
So you eat Subway on the show like you did a couple weeks ago, but you won't enjoy my delicious schnitzel? I'm trying to work here, Jessica. I'm trying to entertain. Oh, is that what you call it? That's what I call it. Shut the fuck. Go back under the desk and leave the schnitzel. It looks good. News story, guys. Subway reportedly nears a deal to be bought by Arby's owner for $9.6 billion. I thought KFC was expensive. This is a whole other level. $9.6 billion for a Subway chain that I could barely even stomach when we went there a couple weeks ago. This is unbelievable. I guess the appeal of buying Subway if you're Arby's is they have a global footprint. It says that they have 37 restaurants in over 100 countries. It was founded in 1965 by 17-year-old Frank DeLuca and his family friend Peter Buck. Does anybody think it's a little weird that a grown man decided to pump money into a business that a 17-year-old boy's starting? I don't want to say that Peter Buck was interested in more than the footlong sandwiches, because I don't know if he's dead or not. If he's dead, then I can slander him all I want, right? But I don't know if he's dead or not. I didn't do the research, but it seems a little suspicious that a grown-ass man would put faith in a 17-year-old. I guess it paid off, though. It appears like they're all going to get a cut of this $8.6 billion. It's a waste of money. The only positive thing about Subway is you can actually get a sandwich for less than $26. I should have told Tony you should give up on the idea of getting a KFC bucket. You should just go over to Subway and get yourself a shitty sandwich for $5. He would have probably said, no, I don't want that. I need the secret blend of herbs and spices. See you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. What? If you want more I Can't Complain podcasts, check out the Patreon. Link's in the description. There's also a hoodie that's available. The hoodie is so popular, I'm thinking about quitting the show and maybe going into the garment business. It has always been my dream to run a sweatshop. I'm thinking I was possibly a fur trader in a former life. Maybe I was a trapper. I dealt fine furs and linens to royalty in a former life. My favorite part about the jury duty letter. Next, Tucker fucking Carlson or Rush Limbaugh. I think you could. There's not many ways to get out of jury duty, but evidently, the easiest way to get out of jury duty is if you're dead. That's what it says. I think you could. There's a box here that they want one of my family members or loved ones to check. It says prospective juror is deceased. That's the easiest way to get out of jury duty. Imagine the family members of somebody who just died actually taking the time to mail this back in. I told one of my friends, I said, if I kill myself in the next month and a half, you're going to have to mail this in for me. The last thing I need after I die is to get in trouble with the federal government. He's just a plumber. And as for Big Bird, you need to go back to Sesame Street, buddy. Icancomplain.com is the home of this program. We're found everywhere that you find podcasts and even some places where you can't find podcasts. Just join his Patreon. You should check out his show, the I Can Complain Podcast. I know, it's so funny. It just, I have to it, stop listening to it. it. Hey, this schnitzel is actually pretty good, Jessica. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. Do you mind if I touch your German calves? Yes, I have a problem with that. Don't touch my legs. Thank you for the schnitzel. And thank you guys for listening. I'll see you back here next Tuesday. $26 for a fucking bucket of chicken.
Like, hey kids, we sold our house so we could afford this family-sized bucket of chicken. Fuck me. Do you love me? Do I love you? We just met a couple of minutes ago. For all I know, you might be a pot-smoking, jaded, wild-eyed, radical dropout. I am, I am a pot-smoking, jaded, wild-eyed, radical dropout. I love you. It's the KFC Family Variety Show! They're all together now. They all share different stuff. Because a little of this and a little of that is sure is sure enough. Brought to you by the KFC Variety Bucket. Original recipe seasoned chicken, boneless supremes in barbecue or sweet and tangy sauce and popcorn chicken. All just $16.99. Get the variety bucket for your family and come home with KFC. You show me the children and I'll put a shirt on.